Welcome to the Renew Life Church Podcast. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope this message encourages you. All right, all right, all right. Matthew McConaughey style. How's everybody doing? Can somebody just give me like a... Hey, what's up, everybody? Yes. If you did that, you can go ahead and go get your kids. You can leave early. I'm going to allow you to go right now. No, I'm kidding. Hey, y'all, y'all glad to be in church? Isn't it good just to be here? Isn't it good that we got even a little bit of a drizzle this morning? We'll take all the moisture we can get in West Texas. And somebody said, amen, amen. Hey, uh, it's kind of like um, what's kind of happening in the natural is, is um, what's happening in the spiritual, too. There, just, there seems to be something about today that is um, just a little bit more relaxing and, uh, and somber and, and peaceful. And, and uh, I'll, I'll just say God's just as much in the peaceful moments as he is in the, in the loud moments. Amen. All the introverts said amen. It's like, yes, please be quiet and don't make me do anything to anybody. I wanted to come in here today, hear a message, get my butt out of church and go eat some good food. That's all I need. I know you're out there. Don't raise your hand. Um, hey, real quick before we get started, let's welcome all of our first-time guests to church this morning. Awesome. We're so glad that you're here. Welcome to Renew Life, and, um, you know, we hope that you enjoy um, not only what happens here today, but you just enjoy God's presence, and uh, you enjoy. We believe every Sunday we're believing for heaven to come to earth. We're believing for what Jesus said, for what Jesus prayed. He said, Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Did you know that God wants to change your earthly situation to look like a heavenly reality? Amen. So I hope that you just you experience that today and and uh, with this message, I just I think let's just jump right in and and jump right into this story in Mark chapter five, and then we'll go from there. Um, this is a story that you're very familiar with. And um, it's one of those stories that you read in the Bible that after you read it, you never forget it. It's just that after the very first time you, you set eyes on this story, there's something about this woman that we're about to read about that she just, she stays with you. Her story stays with you. And, and just the miracle that Jesus did is amazing. This is the story about um, the woman who had the issue of blood. You know the story and and um, she suffered for a long time, but there's a, a moment that happens in the story where Jesus is walking by, and she finds Jesus in the crowd, and she reaches out, and she touches his robe, the hem of his garment, just gets a, a, just a little bitty touch, and her body is immediately healed. As we read this story this morning, I want you to put yourself in her shoes. I want you to imagine what it would be like to suffer as long as she suffered. I want you to imagine what this moment might have been like. You've been suffering for 12 years, and then all of a sudden it changes. What would that really be like? Let's, let's read this story together in Mark chapter 5, verse 25. It says, A woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. She had suffered a great deal from many doctors, and over the years she had spent everything she had to pay them, but she had gotten no better. In fact, she had gotten worse. She had heard about Jesus. Anybody ever heard about Jesus before? She had heard about Jesus, so she came up behind him through the crowd and touched his robe. For she thought to herself, if I can just touch his robe, I'll be healed. 
immediately, say immediately, immediately the bleeding stopped and she could feel in her body that she had been healed of her terrible condition. Jesus realized at once that healing power had gone out from him, so he turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my robe? His disciples said to him, look at this crowd pressing around you. How can you ask who touched me? What's very interesting in this story is it, it's kind of pointing to something like that. We can actually show up to gatherings like this. We can actually show up to church like this, and we won't get a result that someone who shows up expecting to get a result will get. There were a bunch of people touching Jesus. It was a big crowd. They were rubbing shoulders with him. They were trying to get close to see where he was going, to see what, hear what he was, he was saying. But there was one person who touched him with purpose. There was one person who came into his presence with passion and zeal and purpose, knowing that who he, he's, he is who he says he is, and he can do miracles. And when that woman that's the person, actually touched him. You know what the Bible says? It says, Jesus, Jesus said, who touched me? Because I, another translation says, I felt healing power come out of me. Did y'all get that? In other words, she got a result based on her belief and faith that others didn't. She reached out and she touched his robe. So he kept on looking around to see who had done it. Then the frightened woman, trembling at the realization of what had happened to her, came and fell to her knees in front of him and told him what she had done. She, she thought she was in trouble. <laughs> and then look what Jesus said. He didn't say, who do you think you are? Nobody touches my robe. I just got it dry cleaned. He didn't say that. <laughs> Not sure if Jesus would get his robe dry cleaned, but maybe. You know what I'm saying? He didn't reprimand her. He didn't judge her. First words out of his mouth are, daughter. He immediately restores her identity. You know this woman couldn't be in public? You know that she wasn't allowed in community? You know that she had no relationship because of her condition? Her condition deemed her unclean. She had no one. And immediately, Jesus says to her daughter, daughter your faith come on say faith your faith has made you well go in peace your suffering is over this is an amazing story <laughs> today i want to talk to you about how god can change in an instant what you've been believing for for years god can change in an instant what you've been believing for, for years. I'm not sure if you know this or not today, but you're actually in a relationship with a God who works in moments. You're, you're in relationship with a God who can do the instantaneous. You're in relationship with a God who can come and do things immediately. He can come into your situation right now. The situation, the circumstance that you find yourself in right now, you would say, I need this changed. I need this to be different. I need a new start. I need something fresh. I've been dealing with this for too long. Can I, can I just tell you, today could be your day. Tomorrow could be your day. Because God works in moments. He's in the journey, but he works in moments. And he can do things in an instant. He's a redeemer. 
He's a restorer. He is the God of hope. And I'm praying today that as you hear this message, that something happens to your hope. Did you know that every person in this room today, your, your hope is at a certain level right now? The question is, if you could get introspective for a moment, where's your hope level? Where's your hope level? If your hope level was measured by your body, is your hope level like at your shins? You got shin hope? (laughs) Or you got like shoulder hope? Where are we at? Chin hope? Beard hope? Come on, guys. I always got beard hope because my my beard gives other people hope. That's how good my beard is. All right. Uh. Hey, if you're patchy in here today, hey, just shave it. Just shave it, bro. Just get rid of it, okay? I know you're trying. This message does not apply to your beard. It doesn't matter how much faith you got, you're going to be bald there, all right? Just just move on, move on. And if you're thinking about going with the goatee, don't. Don't. With the man with the goatee. It actually looks really good on you, man. That's, it's too late, he said. It's too late. Oh, I love it. I love it. We need to pray. All right. I'm going to title the message today, In an Instant. In an Instant. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you. We thank you so much for how good you are. And I just thank you that you're in the room today. That Jesus, you're in the room. Your presence is here. I pray today, God, that there would be an impartation of hope, that there would be an impartation of faith, that there would be more that you do than more that, than more that is said. And Holy Spirit, we just tune into you right now. We say lead and guide us into all truth in Jesus' name. If you agree, say amen. Amen, amen. Have you ever noticed in life how, how things can stay the same for a really long time, but they can change in an instant. It's like things can stay the same for a really long time, but man, it, they, they can change really, really quickly. You see this a lot like with, with um, people who are in the dating process, um, people who are single. Uh, if, if I got any single people in here, let, don't raise your hand, but can I get a little whoop whoop? All right, now here's your job is you need to find where the other whoop whoops came from. <laughs> you need to go find your whoop whoop and then you need to take them to lunch and go have some fun because somebody needs to say, hey, man, there's no better place to meet somebody than in the church. Come on. Meet them in the church and then take them to the club. <laughs> maybe, maybe meet them in the club and bring them to church. That would be better. Actually, let's just not go to the club. How about that? But you can meet them, meet them in church. You, you kind of you see this with people who go through the dating process. I had a lot of friends and um, they were just straight up, they were on the struggle when it came to dating, you know. And they were wanting to get married and kind of believing for their spouse. And, you know, they would, they would just go on dates and it just like nothing would happen, nothing would happen. And then they would just stop dating for years, three, four, five years, not even, never even talk to a girl, you know. And, and, but, but here's what's crazy. It's all of a sudden, they would meet the right person. I've seen it. All of a sudden, they would meet the right person. And then in two weeks, they're in love. Five months later, they're getting married. 
Anybody have any friends that have done that? If you've done that, raise your hand. It's like, I've done weddings for my friends who actually did that. But it's like, here they are, and they're waiting for so long, seeming like there's, a, there's actually no women out there that are single. It's like, that's what they believe. Like, this, this is never, my situation is never going to change. But when they meet the right person, when they get to that tipping point, all of a sudden things change, and they're married just like that. What's my point? Things can stay the same for a long time, but they can change in an instant. Now, I remember my, I remember my wedding day, and um, if you remember your wedding day, raise your hand. Husbands, raise your hands now. Hurry, go, go, go. All right. We, 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 we remember that day, and, and um, it was, it's obviously a really, really special day, and especially you ladies out there, you kind of you look forward to this moment your whole life. You dream about it. Um, there's a lot of hard work that goes into weddings, too. Five, six months of planning. Like, like, ladies, like, you lose weight for this day. Like, you stop eating things you love for this day. Guys, we, we say we're going to do that, but we don't. But anyway, there's just all this preparation and hard work that goes into this day. Same with me. And I remember I get to, to that day, and I, uh, <clears throat> it's kind of like I just, I got really nervous at one point. Now, I remember I was in this back room, and all my groomsmen left, all my buddies left to go take pictures, and they literally just left me in this room by myself. And I'm sitting in this room by myself, and I'm thinking, oh, God, I'm about to get married. I had been distracted by all the plans, and everybody else is like, then I realized I'm, I'm, my life is about to change forever. Anybody had this moment when they're about to get married? And it's like, nobody's raising their hand. It's like, <clears throat> but you're kind of like thinking like, oh, wow. Like, this is, this is big. This is the biggest moment of my life. And I remember coming out and I come up and I get to my spot and I'm watching my nieces walk down and throw the flowers. And here comes Natalie and she looks beautiful and I start crying and, and, and she gets up there and she's standing in front of me. And here it is. I've been waiting for this moment. She's been waiting for this moment. Decades have gone by for this moment. And then 12 minutes later, I'm married. <laughs> 12 minutes? Decades for, of waiting, and in 12 minutes, uh, some inexperienced pastor just says, kiss the bride, you're married, in the name of Jesus, go. <laughs> what? How is that, how is that even, a, how is this even a thing, right? Like, this is why people created receptions. Because 12 minutes went by, they got married, they're like, yeah, we should probably do something a little bit longer. <laughs> like, same thing happened when we had our first kid. It's like, you, 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 you know, of course, the lady, they, you guys, y'all, y'all go through something a little bit more than we do. But let's be honest. Like, the household doesn't change much. And then all of a sudden, you show up to this place called a hospital. You have a baby. And then two days later, they let you go home with it. And you're thinking, if you're like me, you're giving that to me? <laughs> I'm 48 hours into this thing, and you're just going to let me go home in my car. And I'm just supposed to just live with this. And what happens? You walk into your home and life immediately changes. God has actually put these moments in our life 
because he wants to reveal his character in his nature to us. In the way that he works, one of the ways that he works in our life is that we will go through life and we will build up to a certain point, but there will come a, a moment where things tip over. It's called a tipping point. And, and out of nowhere, things will change in an instant. He is a God of moments. And he is not a respecter of persons, which means that if he can come and change my situation or your situation or your situation in seconds, he can do the same thing for you. And I wonder this morning if, 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 if you're in a place and you've needed a situation to change, you've needed your life to get better, you've needed to get out of whatever and you needed a change in your life. I wonder if because you've been waiting for so long that you actually believe in, in your heart and in your mind that it's going to take forever to actually God, for God to do something. You know what I find what life does to us? First of all, Scripture says hope deferred makes the heart sick. That when we don't see what we're believing for, when we don't see what we're expecting, when we don't see what we're wanting, you know what actually happens to our hope? It actually gets lulled to sleep. Our hope actually falls asleep. And we wake up day in and day out, and here's what we're thinking. You know what? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, God is good. He's, he'll, he'll do something. Yeah, I know, that, that girl, she'll, she'll come one day. I'm, I know, my, yep, that spouse, yep. You know what, I, yes, God is good, and I've been tithing, and so eventually, windows of heaven, they're going to open. Know the scripture. And I don't mean that to shame or condemn or, or make you feel guilty. I'm, I've been there. I know what life does. I know the reality of, of the situation. I know the reality of believing for healing and it not happen. I know the reality of sitting in a condition. I know the reality of waiting for things to happen and wondering, well, is it me? Is it him? Is it my belief? Is it my faith? What, what's the deal here? Anybody ever been there? And you're waiting and you're waiting and you're waiting. Be careful in those moments that your hope doesn't get lulled to sleep. Be careful that you don't wake up lackadaisical and without passion and without zeal. Because here's what, here's what you need to know. God can come in and change that situation in seconds. Your financial breakthrough can come in one phone call. Direction for your life can come in one message. Your spouse can come in, in today. Today. They can backdoor message you on Instagram in a moment. Do it now, right now. If you're, if you're thinking about that one, just backdoor message and say, I'm interested. The Lord told me to text you. <laughs> say, my pastor told me to do it. <laughs> Actually, make that the hashtag. Pastor told me to. All right. It can change in an instant, in a moment. This is what happened. This is what Jesus is trying to teach us in this story of the woman who had the issue of blood. She suffered for 12 years. 12 years. Can you imagine that? And she didn't just sit around for 12 years. It says she went to multiple doctors. It says that she spent all of her money trying to find a cure. In other words, she was going for it. She was trying to find an answer. She was trying to get healed. And, 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 and she, didn't even get a, she didn't even get a bone. She, it says she didn't get better at all. It actually says she got worse. 
Can you imagine fighting a condition for 12 years, going to get help, trying to find some hope in a situation, and it actually never even got a little bit better. It kept getting worse. And yet this woman has this thought, oh, if I can just touch the robe of Jesus, I'll be healed. You want to talk about someone to admire in Scripture. You want to talk about someone to look up to in Scripture. This woman right here, she never gave up. Jesus said, he said, it's your faith that healed you. Your faith. It's the fact that you kept hoping. It's the fact that you kept believing. It's the fact that you came out of your house and got into the crowd that you didn't even belong in and you weren't even allowed to get into. And you reached out and you didn't even get all of me. You just got my robe. But you know, if I could just get a little, she knew if she could just get a little bit of him, her situation would change. And I got to wondering this week, what if this lady would have given up at year 11? What if she would have given up at year 11? What if after 11 years of suffering, she would have said, you know what? I've tried everything. Nobody can help me. I'm just going to have to live with this. And can I just tell you, if you're here today and in your head, you're thinking, I'm just going to have to live with this. You're, you are under the influence of a lie. Can I be real with you this morning? I'm not being insensitive to your situation. I'm revealing God's truth about your situation. Don't believe the lie that just because it's taken forever, that it's going to take forever to change. God works in an instant. He can change it in an instant. Where's your hope today? Where's your hope today? I realize there's a, there's a lot of you who, you, you're in a fight. You're, you're, you've been contending for something. And, uh, and, and I kind of got this picture in my head. Here's, here's where I want you to move from when it comes to how you wake up and how you deal with your day and how you believe about that thing that you need to change. I feel, I feel like you're, you're probably in a place where, like, you're waking up and you're in the ring and you're in a fight and, like, here's your, your opponent and your situation. You're just kind of like, like, like really bad slow jabs. Like, like you're half asleep jabbing. Yep, it's going to change. That's how you're fighting. Okay, no videos were out, cameras were out, okay. And what I want you to move towards is putting your weight behind your right hand and laying a, the biggest blow you can land to your situation. That you're standing in front of it and you use your whole body and you punch it right in the face. And you say, hope, rise up. Faith, rise up. Belief, you're at shin level. It's time for you to come on up, hope. Come on on, ho come on up, hope. I know you don't want to hope right now, and this is you talking to yourself. I know you don't want to hope. I know you don't feel like hoping. You ain't got no choice but to hope because God is the God of hope. And he says to hope, and he says to believe, and he says to have faith, and he says to read scripture like this story and be inspired so that you can, you, can, you can say this. Well, it hadn't been 12 years. 
It's only been eight for me. You want to know one of the ways that you actually get to your breakthrough, the way that you actually get to that victory, the way that you actually see the change that you're wanting? How the Lord just kind of shared this with me. The way that you actually get there is by waking up believing that today is the day it's going to happen. You say, that sounds really hard. It sounds like you'll get discouraged. It is hard. And there may be moments of discouragement, but scripture says, do not grow weary in well-doing. If you do not give up, you will reap a harvest. If you do not give up, you'll reap a harvest. If you do not faint, you will reap a harvest. Don't give up, don't get weary, don't give in, don't throw in the towel, don't stay at home, woman. Don't stay at home because Jesus is walking by. Don't stay where you're at. Get out of your house and go to where healing is. Get out of your house and go where that moment can be. We have to get our hope out of our comfy little home that's laying down to sleep in our bed and get it out and get it moving. Get that hope out and get it moving. And if you'll wake up and believe today's the day, today's the day, and you just say it until you believe it. You just say it until you believe it. Today could be the day. You never know when Jesus will come walking by. You never know when he'll come and do something immediately. It's kind of like, and I have no experience in this, <laughs> just know what scripture says and my wife tells me. But scripture says that after a woman labors and gives birth to that child, it's like all the pain that you go through, it literally vanishes in a moment once you see the face of your child. Some of you are like, yeah, that's, that's kind of true. Uh -huh. That's how fast it can happen. And that's how good God can be and how, how, how he can redeem the time so well. Is it can be 15 years, 20 years, but when it happens, when it happens, he can redeem everything that happened in those 15 years. He can redeem all the pain. He can restore your faith. He can restore your hope. It can all happen in a moment, in a moment with him. It can happen in worship as you're driving to work. It can happen any day you walk in on a Sunday morning at Renew Life Church. It can happen in any conversation you find yourself in. This is how crazy God can be. He can do it in a moment. Come on, say a moment. I had this picture, and I'll close with this. I had this picture of just asking the Lord, like, how, how, do, how do people do this? How do we how do, we do this? And I, I got this picture of this body of water that was being held up by this dam. And this dam was here holding up this water, but it wasn't meant to hold it up. There was, there, there was a moment that I knew this dam, it needed to break and it needed to release a flood. And that's a picture of our life and it's a picture of our hope. And here's what happens. If we will get up and we will believe 
If we will wake up and we'll start hoping again. If we will wake up and believe today's the day, you know what happens? You just add more water and more water pressure to this dam. And every time you hope, you're adding more hope and more hope and more hope. And if it doesn't happen that day, you'll wake up and you believe again. What happens? More water, more hope, more hope. And all that has to happen is just one little bitty crack in the dam. One little bitty crack. Just faith the size of a mustard seed. And once that thing cracks, all you know what is released. All of heaven is released. And it literally floods the landscape of your life and brings immediate change. Hear me today. Your faith and your hope it is never wasted. It is never wasted. If it isn't producing the result that you want, guess what? It just was added pressure to the dam. It was just added to your bank. It was a deposit into your bank account. And someday you're going to get to make a big withdrawal. Someday the dam's going to break. find yourself today, I want to close here, if you find yourself today and you're in a situation that hasn't changed for a while, you don't know what to do. Romans 15, 13 says this, and it's not, I didn't, I just now added this, so it won't be on the screen. It says, may the God of hope, come on, he's a God of hope. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. You might be sitting here listening to this message and thinking, I, I need you, I need you, Keith, I need you to tell me how I can hope. Because I ain't feeling it. I don't know, I've, I've hoped for so long, there ain't nothing left. Well, guess what? You ain't got to come up with your own hope. Did you hear that? You ain't got to come up with your own hope. It says the power of the Holy Spirit. By the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. The Holy Spirit can give you the power again to hope. We hope you loved our podcast today. You can find out more about our ministry at RenewLifeChurch.com or you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Have a great rest of your day.